welcome to Bricks and Brownstones, your source for all things Boston real estate. So home inspections, they can be kind of scary. You'll get the home inspection report and it's pages long and you've already made this huge purchase and you might be thinking to yourself, oh my God, what did I just get into? So I, I wanted to bring in somebody to sort of demystify the process a little bit. Uh, so this is a home inspector I trust in the city. His name is Blake Fouracre, and he's here to talk all things home inspections. He's also possibly the only home inspector in the city who went to Harvard. So, Blake, <laughs> welcome. Hi. Hi. All right. So, uh, a question I get a lot about home inspections is: that, Is there a certain time of day that's better to do it? Um, you know. <sighs> When you look at time of day, I mean, summer, I try to do two a day, let's put it that way. One in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, and I think, you know, it's best to, I, I enjoy better morning time inspections. Uh, it gives me time uh, to look things over. People, usually the owners are off and out of the house. So I think that that's better uh, without people lingering around or they're, they're fighting to get back into their house sometimes later in the evening. They want to cook dinner. They want, right. they want access to their stuff. So I think daytime usually works best. Awesome. Yeah. So what about, in the, so we're here in Boston. The winters are brutal. Um, so, you know, if the house is kind of buried under two feet of snow, but you've got a PNS date that you just have to make, uh, what would you advise? You know, often we, I, I, most people push through inspections. I think, you know, they understand there's a time limit here, there's a time constraint. I'll always offer to a client, if it's a snowy day, uh, I'll always offer to a client to come back uh, and do a reinspection. If we can't access the roof due to snow, if we can't see the roof due to snow, there are telltales that we can see if there's melted snow on a roof or a, a melt spot that lets us know that there's insufficient insulation in that area. So there's a hot spot in the roof or something like that. Sometimes snow can give us uh, more information than, than keep it from us, uh, just like rain as well. But uh, with that being said, um, yeah, well, I'll often make arrangements to go back if, if they're worried about something or if we saw something that looks suspect and we need to get a little bit more into it. Uh, but for the most part, we can nail it down in, in one, one trip. Awesome. So what kind of information does rain give you that sunny day might not? Like today's a beautiful day. Yeah, the sun is shining down here in the north end. Yeah, always. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful area. Um, so what rain can show us is... You know, I often talk about the two most important parts of a person's house uh, being the roof and the foundation. I always refer to that as the bread. If we don't have good bread, we don't have a good sandwich. Everybody wants to look at the cosmetic stuff uh, within the house, but I try to take the owner and focus them on what's really important. Um, and the number one cause of damage to a house is, is usually caused by water. Um, so what we focus on is trying to educate them that if they take care of their foundation and they take care of the roof because those are the two areas where water mostly penetrates. On rainy days, what we get to see is <clears throat> how the gutter system behaves, um, how, the how the water sheds off the roof. Um, 
excuse me, if there were any leaks in the roof, a lot of times they're going to reveal themselves to you in that rain. If the if there's leakage by the chimney or the or the plumbing vent stacks in a good rainstorm, you're going to see that in the, when you're up in the attic. So it gave, it does show you deficiencies, especially also, you know, after a couple of days of hard rain here in New England, you head down into a basement. You know, granted, we live in New England, a lot of basements get water here. Yeah. But it it allows you to see where the water's coming in and to what level. Um, and I think that's advantageous to most home buyers so that they understand, hey, you know, because a lot of people tell you they don't get water until you move in. Then you realize, hey, wait a second, <laughs> right. there's water here. You know, no one's going to share that up front. So there, there is some information we can get from, from weather. Awesome. Well, that makes sense. Uh, so how long can you inspect, expect an inspection to take? <clears throat> um, you know, it, it all depends on the size of the house, the square footage. Um so when we look at i would say the average time is about two and a half hours it also depends on the client how much you know how much information they want to get to you get from you while you're at the inspection you get chitty chatty somebody's asking a lot of questions you know you'd be surprised how quick a half hour can go uh with several questions um but for the most part i would say the average is about two and a half hours i've done one five-hour inspection on a, on a relatively small house, believe it or not, uh, just because there were so many issues and there was so much to talk about um, that it just took more and more time and explaining things through to people. But, yeah, two and a half hours, I would say. Awesome. So what about, like, a condo here in the city? Probably not as long, right? You know, everyone thinks, and it's funny because we, I, we give a condo discount, um, but... I've started to change that up a little bit because the con, you know, so it's got to be a legit condo, one floor in a, a condo building for me to apply that anymore, uh, because a lot of places that are now condos are, they're really townhouses. It's two stories. They've got all their independent heating and and I'll, I'll be honest with you, although the livable space, usually the smaller condos here in the North End and in in the in the, uh, in the uh, Seaport District and Back Bay. The smaller ones, um, although the livable space takes less time to inspect, believe it or not, you still have to. It's it's getting up onto the roof. Now you so you're traveling up multiple floors to get onto a roof, and now we have to inspect the whole roof when we're up there. Uh, going down, getting into an electrical room, it actually takes about the same amount of time, sometimes more time. Uh, because there's multiple uh, air conditioners, multiple air handlers uh, for those units. So yeah, so it, it, it doesn't really necessarily take less time. Um, although I do smile when it does. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. So as a buyer, what do you want to be kind of looking out for and asking questions about during an inspection? I think, again, I'm going to go back to the 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 most important things as a buyer that I uh, that I would focus on is do I have the bread? Do I have a solid foundation and a good roof? The bread. And then um, we'd look at the, uh, the heating system, uh, the plumbing system, things of that nature. Are they up to date? The electrical system. The systems would come in next. But if we, ha- we need solid, good bread in place. If we have good bread, then we can move on you know, and we want to look at the age and date of our heating system, our plumbing system, electrical system. Those are the those are the big ticket items, and those are the areas of concern. Um, so, if we have 
you know, relatively newer heating system, relative, you know, one of the big things that we do or that I talk to a lot of my first time home buyers or any buyer, uh, I sprinkle like confetti throughout my inspection reports, the words mass save, mass save, mass save. I can't tell uh, clients enough how important it is that that should be their first call once they move into a house. MassSave helps you out. They do an energy audit. Energy efficiency is so important now. You want to drop, cut your bills down. If you have, you know, people panic about an older heating system, well, there's some there's some advantage to that because you can call MassSave. They'll come in. They'll do an energy audit, audit for you at no charge, and they'll end up They'll put 30, 30 year LED light bulbs in your house for you for free. And, and, and then uh, they'll come back with all kinds of coupons for insulation if you're deficient in insulation. If you need a new heating system or furnace, they have an interest free loan program through them and discounted rates. Uh, and they'll combine that with if you don't have gas, but there's gas in the street and you want to move to gas, they, they know how to combine that with the gas company to get you the best deals possible. So, mass so, save? Yeah, mass save. Definitely a good, uh, a good call to make when you buy a house here in Massachusetts. That's great. I, I think a lot of people don't know about that because they'll get intimidated. They'll see old heating or the radiators and they'll say, oh, no, thank you. And they won't even consider the possibilities of how that could work for them and it's not necessarily what they think yeah 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 so what are the top three things to be concerned about i mean i know the roof the foundation maybe maybe we've just answered this question but what are the top three things that you know if you're a buyer the inspection's happening you know what do you really have to be cautious of like i said the 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 roof, the foundation, and, and the mechanicals, are, mechanicals. Are, the, are the big areas of concern. Okay, so what, the mechanicals, uh, you want? Is there something more specific to that, or no, just all when, of them? Uh, again, the heating, the electrical, the plumbing. Those are the those are the big ticket items. Um, often, I'll go into a house, and you know, it'll be a cast iron. Uh, drain pipes and you know people don't realize we see rust on the exterior well if there's rust on the exterior there's rust on the interior right. um, and 99 percent chance that they're you know they will leak in time um, we see blistering we'll see some seepage at the joints um, you know and it, it's time to change those out and and again uh, those are the big ticket items nice so there's a lot of like talk and debate, especially out there on the internet, because of course there's there's no sor- shortage of that in the internet. It's but a great question, I, I can see where it's going already. All right, uh, the the controversy, not not this really controversy, but the uh, this hotly debated inspection item is whether or not to get a pre-sale inspection on your house before you put it on the market so that when you're the seller, nothing comes up during the inspection that you didn't know about, you know, pricing your home for what you think is appropriately and finding out something different that you're not aware of. What do you think of that idea? No, and you're you're right. It it, it is, you're you're right to say that it's, there's a controversy about this because right now a lot of people are waiving home inspections. You know uh, as well, Alexander, that you see out there, the market is hot here in Boston. Um, People are waiving or for, you know, they're, waiving their home inspection because it's that act of the, the market. And I, I can't say enough, number one, that I think that's the biggest mistake uh, that you can make. Uh, I think it's so much better uh, to be proactive rather than reactive. 
that's a philosophy that I've always subscribed to. Um, so to nip things in the bud ahead of time. Now, what I do to help situations because of that, you know, I think when you're going in to sell your house, you want you want everything. You want to know what's what's coming down the line, so you don't have surprises. You can proactively correct the simple things, and then you're not giving up much at the end of the day. Um, and for those the home buyers, I also, you know, with the hot market and people waiving home inspections, I've off. I started to offer to go to open houses uh, on an open house day. And we can't, we can only do so much of an inspection, but we'll look at the big ticket items again. So at least you have an idea going in, you're not going in blind. So twofold here, talking about the sellers, I think a pre-inspection is the best idea. I've done, I've done quite a few in the past year. It allows you to say, look, our house, it's like buying a, a, a what do they call those, pre-owned uh, certified yeah, pre-owned car. Certified pre-owned cars. So it's I mean, kind used, of a certified yeah. pre-owned house. You could say, hey, look, here's the problems. We're disclosing it all to you now. Here's an inspection report. This is what we've taken care of after we've got the inspection. These are the things that we've corrected. That's all we're doing. Here we go. And this is what we expect. And and now you've made it so much more clear because, and you've made it more appealing so that when you have that open house, you share that information, people know what they're getting. You're going to get better offers on your house because people know that that the house is in good shape. You right. know, people are going to come to play. And for the home buyer, the second uh, side of the, that prong, uh, for the home buyer, I think, you know, if you're in a tight situation, you know, reach out to a home inspector uh, and, and see if they'll come to an open house and do a, 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 an abbreviated uh, home inspection for you so you have some idea of where you're going with that. Right. Okay. Well, um what would an abbreviated home inspection, what do you charge for that? Again, it, it, everything, I charge by the square foot. Okay. You know, it's, it's no rocket science formula. So basically, I, I've, we've developed a chart that says, so for so many square feet. But for the, for the uh, abbreviated or annotated uh, home inspection for at an open house, I'm going to do... Excuse me, I'm going to do as much as I can, as much as possible, as much as time allows. If it's a two-hour open house, I'm going to use all, all two hours. And right. I'm really going to probe in. I, I don't do uh, I don't think, do things halfway. I'm an all-or-none all kind of guy. Um, so if I'm going to get in there for two hours, I'm going to give you the best. Um, and I'm going to give you my most effort. The one thing we can't do on those open houses is we can't open electrical panels. Uh, we can function heating systems but we can't pull panels off them you know we're really not allowed to, to probe too deep right um you know and it's funny because the agents know you're there they know who you are very yeah. quickly and they'll ask you if you're licensed that's pretty much it and then they let it go um but most of them i think have come to realize that you're there you're going to help them and you know you're if if this person is doing that, they're a serious contender for that house. They're coming to play. Yeah. If they're walking in with a home inspector, they're 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 ready to go, um, and and they're looking to you know they're not looking for a reason not to buy that house. They're looking to get the reasons why they why they should buy that house, and, and they just want some information going into it. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say. What I can't say an exact price. It all all depends. Right. Well, that leads me to another question. So for a regular home inspection, so you do it by square foot. Uh, obviously, every property is different. But you know, you're a buyer. You have to line up a home inspection. 
what can you expect to spend there? You know, you, you can go with your cookie cutter inspection companies, and I don't want to name names, but there's some <laughs> companies that I, I don't think, I, to me, I, tried, I try to put out, we try to put out a good product right. uh, at, at, at Metro Boston Property Inspections. Uh, we try to, we, we see the value in the product that we put out. Um, I don't know how, I, I know there's some other, like I said, cookie cutter companies where they, they their reports aren't, you know, they're just pre-stamped out reports and they just jam the stuff in. Um, and I know that they don't spend a lot of time. They, they try to do as many as they can in a day, some companies. We, I, the most I will do in a day is two. Um, and I spend a fair amount of time uh, and care in the inspection and then in the writing of the report. Um, I think that's important. There's a lot of value. I try to get a lot of information across. Uh, so anywhere, the cheaper companies can be anywhere from, you know, an upper, safer, we'll say a 2,000 square foot house, uh, upper 400s, uh, anywhere to $600, four to $600 probably for a 2,000 square foot home. 600 I think is outrageous. Uh, so I, I think the average around 500 and change for a 2,000 square foot house is about right. Awesome. It makes sense. All right, so a lot of home contingencies, they give the buyer and the seller, for that matter, the option to walk away from the deal. If something's found, or the, found during the inspection, that would cost over you know, $1,000 to fix. And that can be different. Like one of my girlfriends just purchased a condo in Florida, and I guess that number's 4000 But same idea. And I'd say for the most part, inspections for most, you know, you do the inspection for the most part, most of them probably fit the description where like if you were looking for something that would cost over a grand to fix, like you would find it, obviously. Uh, and the seller and the buyer, you know, they know what they're getting into. And, you know, of course, like if, I don't know, unless you bought like a brand new condo at 50 Liberty and it literally just got completed, not everything's perfect i'm sure and of course the inspection calls that out like okay if the roof is 10 years old you're you know you're, you're probably gonna know that uh but you know what does a buyer truly have to be afraid of when they're moving from the inspection to signing the pns okay <clears throat> this is another uh great question continue with contingencies built in um you, you know you, you talked to you hit a, a couple different topics in there so first I, i'd like to Remind back to, you know, contingency part, um, and, and I think, so we can't really advise the home buyer. Our job, you know, my job at, at, as a home inspector is to observe and report to the client on the things that I see. I can't advise them on how to correct things. Right. Uh, I can't advise them on the cost of things. I can't advise them on whether or not they should buy the house at the end of the day. That's beyond the scope of really, yeah. by my license, what we're there to do. However, since we're talking here, uh, you know, one-to-one, -one, um, I could give you some of my philosophies of what I believe in and, sure. and, and what I'd love to share with homeowners um, is, you know, you talked about, so we find a bunch of stuff. Um, and you talked about a, a you know, $1,000 threshold. So usually, you know, when I purchase a property or when I'm buying, um, I, I try to make some magic number. And I think most agents have, you know, they have a formula. You probably have one that you use. So my, my thing would be, say, it's a $5,000 threshold. If I get over $5,000, then we're going to go 
you know, then I'm going to talk to the to the seller and I'm going to say, okay, we're we're over this threshold. I need we need some relief here. Yeah, we need some relief at that point. So say I, I base that as a five thousand dollar threshold as I'm going through the inspection and I'm inspecting the house. You know, we see things that are adding up. Uh, at some point, you know, the homeowner and the, the go to any good agent is going to grab the homeowner at that point and say, hey, you know, my thing is. We can go, uh, you know, agents will go to the home, to the seller and say, hey, we want these things fixed. Right. Or we want cash back at closing. My philosophy on this, Alexandra, is always to get cash back at closing rather than have the, have the seller fix it. Cause oh, yeah. I always think of, you know, and people will say, why? I'm like, so my response to that is, do you want Jim, Joe, and Bob and a 12-pack of Heineken fixing what's deficient in your house. Right. Because that's, in, in essence, what's going to happen. Well, you never you know. know. It's it's not people. always, right. not always, but, you, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the image that I get in my head. Right. Well, it's these yeah. three guys, and they're over at, uh, a case of beer, and they're fixing something. You know, I'd rather get half of the money. You know, say it was $5,000. I'd rather ask for 2500 back at closing. And split the difference with the with the seller to make it more appealing to them, and also it allows me to get the workers that I think are do, capable of doing the job or doing it the way I want to do it. Personally. Exactly, yeah. Because the seller, I mean, they could fix it, but then they're going to have their people out there, and you know, they probably already don't want to fix it. They just want to get the deal done and move on. So, uh, yeah, they they might they might have Jim, Joe, and Bob in a pack of Heineken because they're <laughs> thinking I've sunk enough money into this house, right. but or not. But you just don't know. No, and that's not always the case. Again, right. I, 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 I always, I'm one of those worst case scenario guys in my head. I'd rather, again, I think that's why I'm proactive, not reactive. I'd rather think the worst. That way I can prepare myself for the worst and, and, and attack it in a way that's going to give me the least amount of pain at the end of the day. Um, so you, you talked at the end there about what does a buyer truly have to be afraid of yeah. uh, when, when they're moving from the inspection to signing the PNS. And I think at the end of the inspection, you know, you have a clear, you should have a pretty clear and vivid picture. If you have a good inspector, you know, you've seen how I work. Um, I take all my clients, I walk them through uh, the inspection um, as we do it. I sit and I explain things to them so they understand components in their house, how they work. Right. Um, so at the end, you know, there should be no craziness. Um, the only, you know, they should be at ease and they should understand what what are issues, what aren't issues. Uh, another thing that I often say to people is, hey, when you sit down with your inspection report, one thing we do, I do that's different than most companies, is we, <clears throat> we put uh, everything into two summaries right off the rip. There's a limited repair summary and a defective summary. The reason why I do that is because to the home buyer, every home inspection, and you know this as well, um, they have, it's a laundry list of things. We, our job is to observe and report on everything that we find wrong with the house. So that can be an overwhelming process when the first time home buyer sits down with their home inspection report and they see this laundry list of stuff. So I break it into the two summaries. Why? Because it makes it a little bit easier to digest, a little bit more palatable uh, to my clients. And, and then I explain to them, I, I always say, hey, when you sit down with your report, I want you to take a pen with you. And as you go through the two summaries, ask yourself, is this cosmetic? Or if I don't fix this, is the house going to fall down? Or yeah. something bad going to happen? And if, if you have 
And, and if that's the case, you put a check next to it. If it's cosmetic, you leave it alone. And if you have one or two checks at the end, then that's surprising. You know, rarely, a lot of, most of the stuff will be cosmetic. There will be one or two checks at the end. And that's, those are the things that you're going to talk to and consult your realtor about. Your agent's going to know what those things are right off the rip. They're going to know how to attack it, and they're going to take you the best course that they know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there's really, at that point, there shouldn't be anything to be afraid of when you when, when moving forward at that point. I, I don't think there's anything scary. Everything should have been revealed to you. You've got an agent that's now in, in the know, has an understanding of what's going on, and is going to create and form a plan of attack that's best you know, going to get you uh, to the end goal, which is the purchase of the home at a price that is reasonable and, and the two parties agree on. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think, I mean, I don't know, there, there might be times where something really scary comes up, but I think for the most part, if you're walking away at that point, uh, you know, in my experience, I think typically it's because the buyer has cold feet. I've seen it over, you know, oh, well, the roof is old or, you know, oh, the house is old and, you know, I'm going to have to get it deleted. And, you know, the reality is then you probably should never have made the offer because uh, that's what, you know, that's what makes the price the price, especially in this market. And, you know, you, I mean, you knew that going in. Yeah. It, it's funny you say that too, um, that you, you, people do, they, they get this glazed, it's it's you know they get everybody has dreams and they see some of their dreams in that house and I'll be honest with you the the best part of my job is also the worst part of my job you know the best day is always my worst day and I'm going to tell you why and I know that sounds screwy but it's great when you go into a house and people are you know you're doing the inspection and you find a huge defect in the a defect in the house um and maybe several defects that are really big. And so when I say that's the best part, the best part is yes, we found those, we've exposed those, we understand what's going on, and we've just saved this couple potential, or we're gonna, they're gonna figure it out with the seller, but we've saved them a potential hazard. Um, but that's also the worst day, because you're going up to these people that are happy that have already planned where they're putting their furniture, they're already moving in. And you've got to point some things like, hey, time out, let's yeah. slow down, let's take a look at this is big stuff here. And you really, and you know, I always try to talk to my clients. Um, whenever I talk to my clients, I don't try to scare them. I don't want, I, it shouldn't be a scary situation. A home inspection should not scare you. You shouldn't be scared of your home inspector. Right. They should not talk to you in terms that make you fear what's going to happen in your house. I, I never understood that. I try to be very positive, um, and I try to point things out in a way um, that conveys the point and the seriousness without being scary and in layman's terms, not in technical jargon that people don't understand. Um, so I, I think that the best and the worst are all in one, and yeah, I, I feel I feel for the people that you have to point those things out to. Uh, but when there are so long, just to circle back the yeah. wagon, uh, I think the way you explain things, and when it, it is something that needs attention, 
I try to really focus and let them know, hey, this is really something that, you know, because I'm so easygoing the whole part. So if you see me, if I grab them, I'll, I'll look them straight in the eye and say, hey, this is right. really, we need to pay attention here. This is, let's get your agent down here. We need to talk about this together. This is, this is big stuff. So. Right. Okay, so then at what point is a house truly like unlivable or dangerous? Is there a certain threshold or red flags where, again, it's not your job to recommend if people walk away or not, but like if this was you and you saw it, you would, like, you would say, oh, okay, I'm out. Uh, yeah, and look, yes, we can't, we can't make a recommendation, um, but I, I try to make it clear, and the agent... It, Look, no inspector or look, this inspector doesn't like to kill deals with with bad news. It's right. just I don't nobody likes to do that. That's not part of the game and it's not fun um to break people's hearts, but you know, when it when it's important uh it gets it has to be conveyed. Um and so is there thresholds, you know, I, I think yes, there are points when I, I did a house uh, down in Plymouth once, and the chimney was peeling. They didn't notice the chimney was peeling away from the side of the house, and it was ready to topple. Okay. Um, we went into the basement. There was a considerable amount of wood-destroying insect damage uh, in the whole front sill of the house, so much so that it was collapsing into the foundation, um, and the whole house was pitched forward at that point. Now... Is that for me? Is is that a hey? We've got to walk away from this. The chimney's coming off. Um, again, if you love the house, things can be fixed right. with with money. Um, and if we're discovering it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know. And once it's disclosed to the homeowner, they have to then disclose that to anybody else. Right. Uh, technically, uh, yeah. whether they do or not, I you know I don't know that game. I can only say that you know, technically they're supposed to. So it, it's gonna, you know, there might not be a reason to walk away because houses can be jacked, new sills can be put in, you know, wood destroying insects can be treated and we can correct the chimney with a mason, we can strap it to the house, you know, there, there are ways to correct these issues. So again, it, it's, I don't think there's, there's no real threshold. I mean, I know of, to me, a lot of things aren't scary um, because I've seen a lot of things, and I think you can work through stuff. Um, it's just how far are you willing to go to get to what you... If you really, truly love that house, you can try to figure it out. If you have a a seller that's willing to work with you, uh, which most times at that point, I'm going to think they're going to be... They're, they've got to be willing to come some way with you. Because no one's going to want that house if that's the case. Right. You know? Chimney falling away. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, especially first-time home buyers, you, you see something like that and you're like, you know, oh, well, this place is already kind of at the top of my budget. Like, you know, that's, you know, you, you evaluate, okay, how much is this going to cost to fix? And then I think that's when you go back to the seller and, you know, or what I would advise is cash at closing. Because when you made the offer... How were you supposed to know that? Were you supposed to get up on the roof and, and see it yourself, you know? Right. So, yeah. So what's the craziest thing you've ever seen on an inspection? Jeez. Crazy? Um, I've been into a couple very hoardery houses that's, that's okay. a little insane because, you're. again, we can only... 
technically we're not allowed to move personal possessions, stored items, or things of that nature when you're in the house, but you're trying to reveal as much as you can to do an inspection. I've been in houses that have been chock full of stuff, and that that's daunting because it makes it very difficult to do the job. Um, so that's, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if that's really crazy. Um, I've been to a, one inspection over right over in Somerville here, uh, where it was a multi-family, a five-family, and uh, at some point a water pipe must have burst in the street, and it kind of, and it was behind this board, uh, the a board that the electrical panel, so you really couldn't see it. And I lucked into, you know, I've I've taught myself if there's something in the way, there could be something hidden. So always look behind something okay. if it, if it's there, even if it's affixed. Right. You know, not that someone's trying to hide something, even if it, I always look behind. So they're, they're, usually they'll attach the, in these multifamilies, they'll have a big, like, false wall with two by four and some plywood, and they'll attach the electrical panels. So I happened to look back there, and the whole foundation was falling in, and the sill had fallen away, and it was caving in on itself. And, you know, I, that was pretty disaster. Could have been a, a disaster. Um, you know, it's going up into the old house built in, in the 50s that has vermiculite insulation. And, yeah. And, and it's a foot deep up there. <laughs> you know, when you, I literally went into a, a house and, and the guy says, well, how do you know it's vermiculite? I said, well, there's a bag spilling open in the, <laughs> in there that says the word vermiculite right up there. So that's right. a pretty good sign. Yeah. Now, just so you know, if anybody out there, if you ever are you know flagged or your home inspector says hey there's vermiculite here doesn't necessarily mean uh, for those that not in the know vermiculite is a type of installation that was used in the 60s uh, 50s still used today um, and th it's back in the day so vermiculite's like a, a mica it's mine okay it looks like a mica shiny if you were to see it it's like a shiny flat surfacey rock like a like mica. Okay. So uh, the where they mined it from back in the day, those mines also contained asbestos. Uh. So when they mined the, and not all mines that they mined it from contained asbestos. So what I always say is it may or may not, vermiculite may or may not, vermiculite insulation may or may not contain asbestos. Um, you know, that you need to have it tested. So don't always think, oh, we, they've, they've spotted vermiculite, this is crazy, we've got to get out of this deal. It is expensive to, to remediate that. Uh, I think it is costly, uh, but get it tested because not all vermiculite contains asbestos. That shouldn't end the deal. Uh, get it tested and find out for sure. But yeah, I guess the, the crazy things would be the hoarder houses. <laughs> they're, in, they're not crazy, they're interesting. It's, it's not the most fun day. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, I was laughing with an agent the other day. I pulled up, uh, uh, I did an inspection. It was Saturday morning, no, sorry, it was Friday morning. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, I, I looked at her right away, and I said, you know, you know it's going to be a good day, Jenna, when you walk up to a house like this on a Saturday. And, and everything, you could tell that uh, the people that did the rehab on the house knew what they were doing they did everything was in order they they had prepped that they must have had some knowledge on home inspections everything was open 
it's always good when you walk into a house that's prepped for a home inspection and ready to go. Uh, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel confident about the owners and, and the product that they're putting out. Um, and it makes you confident about the realtor. Uh, that, that the, the seller's agent uh, that's getting the house ready for that home inspection. It always makes me excited when the agent has confidence in their house that they have it ready for the inspection, that they have doors open for you. Uh, I love to see an agent that gets there early and gets things ready and prepares the house for the inspection, knows what you're looking for, uh, doesn't try to hide those things because um, it's always awkward, I think, you know, when you could tell things are hidden or, or they've slid a board in the way. Right. Well, you're and, already nervous going yeah. into it, I think, especially if you're a buyer and then if you think somebody's hiding something from you, that's not a good place to be. Yeah. But it, so it's always good to see that agent and, and then an agent that's prepped there, you know, the, on the on the buyer's side, the agent that's prepped there, their client for the home inspection and gets them kind of ahead of the game on, on what, what to expect. And I think if, as agents, if you find a good home inspector, you know, and you want to recommend them, great. You know, um, I get most of, we get most of our, uh, our clients from our online reviews. I think we take our time um, and we do things right and we put out a good product. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think the agents pay, play uh, just as critical a role as the home inspector in educating people on the process of the home inspection in the house. And when you, when you start looking for a house, you should start just like when you, when you decide, hey, we're going to look for a house, you know, go out, do your homework, you find a good agent. Same thing you do with the home inspector. Go out, do your homework, find the right home inspector, call them, interview them, get a feel for what they do. Look at sample reports. Uh, do they provide pictures, photos uh, in the inspection report? Uh, are they circling the issue, putting arrows to it? Are they giving you a dialogue of what's happening in the picture so that you, you later on, because again, it's an overwhelming process, later on are you going to be able to decipher the information that's in front of you in the best way and make the best decision Oh yeah. understand? Well, the so, buyer's not always even there. So if you see pictures and you don't even know what you're looking at a picture of, right. that's not helpful. And it's funny, I when I started, there was, it, buyers were all, I've never had buyers not there, uh, but now we have a lot of foreign investment coming into Boston. Yeah. Um, so I've worked, I've worked with one client several times, um, and she never shows. And I, I do a lot of the talking via Skype or uh, FaceTime on, on, a, on an iPhone. Uh, and we go back and forth, and I walk her through the inspection uh, across. She's across the world. It's right. so funny. Um, but so I'm I'm getting used to that. Uh, Friday, I have an inspection, five thousand square foot home. Um, that the the clients are not going to be there. Right. So I know that I have to take extra time in writing that report, be as very as descriptive as possible, and then I'll always follow up with a phone call so that they understand or put in, in a note uh, for them to give me a call once they've skimmed through the inspection report so that I can go through 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 it with them verbally and they can understand and then if they have any questions they can ask me or I'll do the same with their agent as well. I always put myself out there for that. And, and, and any inspection, I think any inspector worth their salt will go above and beyond because that's what we do. We're there to service you. 
um, and, and we're there to perform a task, but it doesn't end at the end of the inspection. If you don't understand something, I'm going to be there to walk you through that, to talk you through it again. And I think uh, any, any good inspector makes themselves available for that, that post uh, time. Because it, again, like I said, it is, for, especially for the first time home buyer, it, it is an overwhelming process. Right. Well, thank you very much for your time. So Blake, for everybody in Boston, you can find him at Metro Boston. Property, property inspections. inspections. All right. I want to make sure I yep. got that right. Metro Boston Property Inspections. He's awesome. Can't recommend him enough. Uh, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Alexandra Salmon Realty, on Twitter at Alex Salmon RE, um, on Facebook at Alexandra Salmon Realtor. Love to hear from you. Uh, thank you for listening.